what if I started doing the podcast? Like my friend Ari famously, I, I always mock him. He's like, you got to edit it. You got to edit it. It's too long. <laughs> I go, why? Just like for him. There's lots of people who start interview podcasts all day, every day of the week. But they're missing the nuggets here of what makes a person like this win and what's going to make them not win right now. It's not that you're not interesting. It's not that you're not helpful. It's not that you're not smart. It's not that it's not good. But all right, all right, all right. This is a clip from Joe Rogan. I have loved this clip for years. I always have talked about this and said he said it. You know, I love to have it come from the people's mouths because a lot of the videos I do and stories I tell, they're things I remember. So I love and I'm doing better finding these. And this is a coach's commentary, of course. Let's just dig in immediately. Rock and roll. The odds were, when I looked at all the people around me that were falling off that didn't make it, the odds were not good, but I just did it. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing everything like that, and it kind of set a pattern in my life where I just – I'd follow my instincts. Does it seem like a thing to do? Like, what if I started doing the podcast? Like, my friend Ari famously, I, I always mock him. He goes, you got to edit it. you got to edit it. It's too long. <laughs> I go, why? <sighs> he goes, no one's going to listen in three hours. I go, then yeah. don't listen. Uh, and, and then he's then like, cut it off when you're do ready. you want people to listen to your show? Trust me. Edit it. I go, uh, I'm not editing shit. Well, that was, that's the signature, though, is the three-hour mark. And actually, set it changed, in my opinion, it changed everything about what people were willing to listen to. I think the success of our long-form show and more, a lot of it was born from that space, and that's why I think about it a lot. Was it intentional? Were you just like, like the original ones with Red Band, like the episode one and two and more? Like, when did the three-hour become part of the signature necessarily like why why did you go three hours in the first three place? after three. okay so i love this because i've heard everything i mean god these clips would be a mile long you know five hours long but i've heard him say versions of this story before and one of the things is he did it for fun he didn't do it for money he didn't think quite frankly which can be an advantage as well he didn't actually think all this could happen he just knew he had some interesting people wanted to have conversations with him and something god universe or whatever got to him and decided to record it I remember making a thing before where the first like three or four hundred of these podcasts, they were horrible audio. Horrible. Hi, everybody. If you want to watch the chat. You can... And putting the mind to good use is just like managing the body and putting the... Let's make some disordered sound here for just a second and see if you'd want to listen to this, make this sound sound really bad. Right? That lasts like five seconds there. Do you want to listen to that? Do you want to listen to somebody cracking and all that? No, you don't. He didn't care. He just did it, and he just kept doing it. And over time, he got feedback, and he improved, and he got better. But I love the idea, and a lot of people have a hard time doing this because we're so influenced by what people say or what people think. Right Here was a friend of his telling him, hey, man, don't have these things be three hours long. Right, you got to edit them. Have them be shorter. And he's like, I don't care. They don't have to watch it. Right Now, other people will then see that and go, oh, if I want to have success, i got to have three-and-a-half-hour-long podcasts. I can tell you that I've had a lot of people love my long-form content, but one of the things is is that he had an advantage that he had people on for three and a half hours that weren't on anywhere else, that people knew who they were and knew they couldn't go anywhere else to get an interview like that, so they were willing to listen because they were curious, because it was somebody they cared about that they couldn't hear an interview anywhere else from them except for on this Joe Rogan thing. So they would put up with the crappy video quality. They put up with the crappy audio sound because here was this person that you only see in movies and maybe some 30-second interviews who was on for three and a half hours. So when the person that no one knows your name, no one knows who you are, never has ever heard of you, no one knows your guest, no one cares, and you do a four and a half hour podcast 
and then you don't have anybody listen is because they don't have a reason. So short attention spans aren't nobody like can listen to anything past two seconds. Plenty of people are spending hundreds of hours a month listening to three and four hour podcasts from Joe Rogan. But again, he has things you can't at times get anywhere else. But now there are a lot more people who have some of these people on who still go on other things. But I found that I'm like a football game from time to time, right? When I've had people on live, when I've done live streams, and I have done a lot of them, and I've had 10, 20, 30, as much as a few hundred people on for two, three, four hours at a time. And I've had people on where there's, say, 200 people on 10 minutes in. There's 150 of them still on two hours in. But here's what I find, and I can see it in my stats. When I take that same piece of content and make a replay out of it, drop-off's horrendous. Nobody stays because it's kind of random. There's not a live energy to it. You don't know where it's going. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the payoff is. You don't know if it's going to help you. All those don't knows have people go, I don't know if I have time for this. And if I'm in the beginning just going, well, did we do? everybody, like, come on, come on in. Hey, yeah, tell me your name. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Jackson. Hey, Susie. Susie. Yeah, come on, Susie. You're on here. And I'm doing all that for five minutes. Some random stranger on YouTube who doesn't know my name and it's just called Mind Tune Up Time. And in and, and the first five minutes, nothing happens. They're not going to be like, let me see. Let me cross my fingers. Let me spend two more hours on this thing. See if this goes anywhere. Seeing if there's any value to me. Right? The title says Mind Tune Up Time. You don't know who I am. You don't know who these people are. You don't know if I'm going to have any value in there. And then there might be these gold nuggets 45 minutes in, but 99.9% .9 of people are never going to hear it. And so what I found is, is that I love doing that. And it's fun, but if I hear this, I go, oh, well, god dang, three and a half hour pieces of content unedited are the way to go. Well, I shot a lot of wedding videos, right? It's a heck of a lot easier to sell a $4,000 wedding package editing a highlight from their raw footage. If you just give a bunch of random clips, we'll say I shoot 500 to 2,000 clips in a day, right, when I used to do that. Now, if I just give them a hard drive, they might be able to take that hard drive and get it somewhere else to be edited, but if they don't do that, the likelihood they ever do anything with it, the likelihood they'll ever watch these random discombobulated clips is low. And so the value on that is also low because I might be friendly that day and I might have the best footage on earth. But if it's left unedited, nobody wants to watch it. So the problem is things get taken out of context. So for something like this, it's like for me, you no, know, I've had people on. They love it. They love the content because I'd be so unedited in the sense of like when I want to get it online – I'm just titling it, mind tune up time one, mind tune up time two, mind tune up time three, and they're all these like two hour videos, right? Same background, everything looks and sounds the same. So then I'm complaining because nobody's watching it, but it's the equivalent of me just giving people raw footage who don't know and don't care. The people who are on cared, but it's like a football game. If people miss a football game, most people do not watch the like full blown game afterwards. They just watch the next game. And what do they do? They watch the highlights. So for me, I realized that my live raw content is a lot more like a football game. If people happen to be on live, they might love it. But if they don't, they won't. And so if I don't get it edited down, if I don't spice it up, and so like these pieces of content right now, I'm doing a lot more. Zoom in, zoom out, cut, 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 right? Add some music, add words coming on the screen, add some B-roll, do all this stuff, and then add something at the beginning. Add a thing that goes, oh my God, at the beginning, get some going. What is this? This is different. Right? What I used to do is do something like this. I'm at 7 minutes and 20 seconds right now. And because I didn't like editing, I didn't have anybody to edit, I didn't try to get anybody to edit, it's like I know how a great video could be put together. I know all those things could be done that you've now seen if you've made it this far, but I wouldn't do it.
So what would I do? I'd do a video like this. I'd do it for 10, 20, 30 minutes, and then i just put it online, and then I wouldn't spend any time researching titles or doing any of that, and then what happens? I'm upset when nobody's watching it. It's because more people than not don't care. They have to know, how will this video help me? How will this video make an impact on me? And so here, you know, how will this make an impact on you? How will this video? If my editor does a good job, after I've just spoke for eight minutes, we're going to take something like this. So you're on this video right now. You're on a coach's commentary. How will this video help you? This Joe Rogan clip that talks about how he ignored the advice at the beginning of his career to not, you know, edit his footage. He didn't edit it. Now he's got thousands of people he doesn't even pay editing the footage for him because he made stuff so good that people couldn't ignore. He made stuff that simply you couldn't get anywhere else. So anyways, we'll see what part of that goes at the beginning and intro because I know that all this matters now that I've got to take the time or somebody has to take the time to spice these things up or else the people out there who don't know who you are won't listen. Just like for him, there's lots of people who start interview podcasts all day, every day of the week, but they're missing the nuggets here of what makes a person like this win and what's going to make them not win right now. It's not that you're not interesting. It's not that you're not helpful. It's not that you're not smart. It's not that it's not good. But in, a, in an attention deficit world, in the sense that everybody's attention is limited, we've got to give people reasons to watch. We've got to give people reasons to be engaged. And we've got to help people find those reasons fast. Because if we don't, then no, they won't watch past 30 seconds if they don't know who you are and they don't know what the payoff is and it's just a random title. And then you don't get to the point on anything. And I've been that person. And I've seen stuff that I've been able to be more, air quote, strategic about and things I haven't. Sometimes it's like, you know, if you're a pizza shop, but you got Chinese food inside, you got a pizza sign, but you got Chinese food inside, well, you're going to have people who think they're coming in for pizza, and they're going to be people who get Chinese, and they're like, they leave because they want pizza. There'll be people who go, oh, there's Chinese here, and then they eat the Chinese food, and they'll be happy. But, like, how many times are people coming in thinking they're getting something, they don't get what they think, so they leave, and they don't come back. So he doesn't get everybody to watch everything he does, but he gets a lot because there's stuff you can't get anywhere else. So anyways. I can go on and on. Get me fired up on these things. Coaches commentaries. I hope you find these helpful. I am here to continue to provide stuff on this channel that is going to get your mind thinking in a way that it hasn't thought before. It's going to have you looking at things in a different perspective. So when you're literally, which I think that was either a little bit on this video or one of the other videos I just did about being literal, when you're hearing these things and you're taking what these people say literally and thinking, I should never edit anything because I thought this thing, I should never edit anything. I don't need to do music. We just upload them. We just stream them, right? Three hours long. Screw all that stuff, right? Then we do it and it doesn't work for us. And we're like, oh, it worked for Joe Rogan. Why doesn't it work for me? Well, there's too many other nuanced variables as to why that's not working for you like it worked for him because it ain't one size fits all. It's what size fits you. We have to take ingredients of what he said and then play with those ingredients and test, test, test. Don't guess, guess, guess. I'm out. Peace out. Rock and roll. My tune-up time. Michael Gebbin, you're my mechanic, helping you tune up your heart and your mind so your dreams don't die in your heart, your head, your hard drive, helping you become the mechanic of your mind. Wherever you are, leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you're thinking. And let me know what you'd like me to leave a commentary on for you. And uh, anyways, rock and roll. We'll see you. Take care.